This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome, everybody, to episode 93 of the Animaniacast. Wait a minute. I know some folks we can stay with. I didn't know you had friends in New York. Not exactly friends. They're more like acquaintances. Welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode, talking about all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again from beautiful Los Angeles, it's my brother Nathan. Who wants a tunnel? <laughs> And across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. I'm the cutest one of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good! We both have uh, you both have a theme, or you both have catchphrases today. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, well, today we are talking about episode 93 of Animaniacs. We are getting closer and closer to the end of the run of Animaniacs. It's, uh, we have, boo, (laughs) but we have these segments, cute first, ask questions later, acquaintances, here comes Attila, and boo wonder. And, uh, yeah, if I were to ask you guys in a few words what you thought about today's episode, uh, what do you, what would you say, Nathan? What what a cheap cartoon, I guess, (laughs) as they would say in the cartoon. (laughs) And Kelly, what about you? Dot was working her cute weirdness, man. <laughs> she certainly was. Her cute weirdness. Uh, well, uh, Nathan, tell us, when did today's episode first premiere? Okay, so this episode first premiered, it was a Saturday, it was October 11th, and it was the year 1997, uh, this was just a couple days after Everclear released their multi-platinum third album called So Much for the Afterglow, containing Father of Mine and I Will Buy You a New Life. Um, it was two days after Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark, Dark Forces 2 was released uh, for Microsoft Windows. It was uh, just a day after the release of Rocketman and Boogie Nights and a week before the release of I Know What You Did Last Summer and The Devil's Advocate. Okay, so a lot of lot of stuff there. Lots of stuff. Only two things I really liked. <laughs> <laughs> I like I liked what you did last summer. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. 
Although I am a Jennifer Love Hewitt fan, but ju- but just because I think she's pretty. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing the two things that you like are Father of Mine and I Will Buy You a New Life. <laughs> nope. Uh, guess again. No, you know this, Nathan. What are, what are the two things that you think that I, I on that list went, ooh. Uh, Rocketman yep. and Boogie Nights. Nope, not Boogie Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it. Um, I don't know. Did you ever okay. play Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2? Not to be confused with Star Wars Jedi Knight Outcasts. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, which was oh. a sequel to this. I guess I don't know what Confusing. that is. Never mind. <laughs> I only had excited about one thing. <laughs> and the, that's Rocket the, Man. I, got, I heard the Dark Forces Jedi Knight thing, and I thought that was the one that we played on GameCube, but no, that was the that sequel. Was, uh, Jedi Knight 2, oh. which it's, it's weird because then they get rid of the Dark Forces 2. It's... I don't know what they're... There was Dark Forces, then Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, then Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, I think. And then they okay. have a third one. I I don't follow the series enough, I'm sorry. No, I know. There's there's some people <laughs> out there listening, and they're like, they, they, they wanted us to get it right, I'm sure. So I'm glad that we did not make that mistake, or at least you corrected my mistake. <laughs> yeah, and I may have made more mistakes myself. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Rocket Man, suffice to say, is... Man, I love that movie. And I just realized uh, before we're getting going, like, this is now episodes of Animaniacs that were premiering when I was a freshman in college. And I missed these episodes. I never saw them when they were originally aired because I guess I was studying or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Plus, it was on Kids WB, and you never knew what things were on Kids WB. Yeah, and the new episodes are so random. Like, yeah. You know? That's that's the thing. I, I remember. It's been my, like a month since the last uh, new episode. It's, it's the next one won't be until January next year. So it's like well, I think at this point I was probably under. I was probably assuming that they just weren't making new episodes because and, and there was no way to tell for sure. You know, uh, I wasn't even aware it was coming on on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of TV at that point. Yeah, exactly. Usually it was just Buffy. Yeah. Exactly. And, it was, well, and you know, the WB, it's, for me at least, I mean, I know, I guess Buffy was playing on the WB, right? But, uh, um, yeah, 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 in the evenings. Yeah. But there wasn't, there wasn't much else in my demographic, at least my interest level on the WB. It was always kind of like, oh, yeah, those other sitcoms. And so maybe I just kind of missed some of the, the promotion for Animaniacs episodes because of that. I don't know. But, Suffice it to say, I just missed a lot of these. So, um, yeah, we're watching them for the the first time, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, every time I turn it on, oh, Animaniacs is on. I wonder if it's new. Nope, it's another rerun, which I would watch and then go, okay, that's fine. But I would never know when the new ones were on. Well, before we get into today's episode, I have some quick Animaniacs slash Freakazoid news to share. Uh, it's actually uh, Paul Rugg recently finished a, uh, a, a rug all by, uh, you know, by himself. <laughs> this is a Freakazoid logo rug, otherwise known as the Freaka rug. <laughs> he started making rugs. It's rugs by rug. And this one is the Freakazoid logo. And it took him hours and hours. In fact, he made a video that uh, you can actually get... If you purchase this rug, and how do you get this rug? Well, you can get it on eBay. 
here's the item's description. The Freaker Rug is an original work of quote-unquote art made by Paul Rugg, <laughs> the voice of Freakazoid himself, as well as one of the writers and producers of the show. Isn't that exciting? This particular size will never be made by Paul Rugg, Paul again, mostly because it was the most boring thing he's ever done. The rug has also been ceremoniously sat on by Lucky, the famed star of the internet. Wow. You know, Lucky, the dog who bites the Paul in the video? Yeah, that's, that's Lucky. The Freaker rug is decorative only and is not recommended to be used as a rug. Hang it on the wall and enjoy. We know we would. The Freaker rug comes with a certificate of authenticity, validating its authenticity in a very official, authentic way. And it comes with free shipping. So he put this up. When, when we're recording this episode, he just put it up on eBay uh, last night. And guess who was the first person to bid for it? Me. That's oh, right. Nice. I was going to guess Steven Spielberg. No, I would well, I would hope, <laughs> but well I would hope Steven would be able to win it. Uh but I <laughs> I was the first one the bidding opened at $200. And I Ooh. bid for it. I was like, I'm going to I'm going to see what happens. And as of today when we're recording with still 9 days left, <laughs> For the, the auction, it has raised, it has gone up to $350. I am no longer the top bidder on this, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. <laughs> so I'm not, as much as I love Freakazoid and I, 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 I really want to get this rug, uh, yeah, I don't have $350 to spend on this. But if you have the expendable income and you would love to have an original piece of art, uh, it really is really fantastic. Uh, made by none other than f the voice of Freakazoid himself, Paul Rugg, then you should check this out. We'll have the information both on our Twitter page as well as our show notes today. So even if you check this out months after the uh, auction has ended, you can at least see what the uh, the final bidding was, you know, the final price. Because, uh, boy, it looks like it's getting... I wonder what it's going to get up to. Maybe 500 or more, perhaps, because... Still oh. nine days left. Who knows? Well, Who once, knows where once Steven go? gets involved? It's going to be, you know, <laughs> millions. The bidding war right? will start. <laughs> so begun the bidding wars. <laughs> so yes, check that out. And uh, whoa, well, I can't wait to see what that is. So good luck to Paul and uh, go get your freaker rug, everybody. Well, let's go ahead and get into our segments. Let's start with cute first. Ask questions later. And Cute First Ask Questions Later was written by Ralph Saul and it was directed by Liz Halsman. And Kelly, tell us what happens here in Cute First Ask Questions Later. It tackles the Snow White story and Snow White throws the Evil Queen off a cliff and moves into her castle with the prince and pretty much gets rid of everything, but she keeps the magic mirror. And she's the cutest one in the land, and she's pretty happy with that. Until one day the mirror tells her that Dot is the cutest one in the land. So she gets her two dwarves, because it's a cheap cartoon and they can't afford seven, <laughs> to go and abduct her and bring her back and put her in the dungeon. And she goes and taunts Dot and says, you're going to stay here for 101 seconds. And we'll see how cute you are after being locked in the damp and not very clean dungeon for 101 seconds. 
101 seconds? Well, it's not very long, is it? No. I'm impatient. I expect results immediately. You know when you get mad like that, you get these little wrinkles. My face! It's your fault. We'll be back when you're less cute. And Dot starts working her cute weirdness on the dungeon guard and... It's just like in Hearts of Twilight. He's like, you're, you're working your cute weirdness on me, man. Your, your cute weirdness. And she's like, let me out of the cagey-wagey. <laughs> and I laughed because I love Hearts of Twilight. Whoa! You're cute, man. You got this whole cute, don't make me stay in here thing happening, man. Please let me out of this cagey-wagey. You're working your weirdness on me, man. Your, your cute weirdness. No! No way, man! Wheezy, 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 wheeze! No! So, he lets her out of the, uh, dungeon. And then, uh, she has this confrontation with Snow White. And the prince knocks them both out of a window. I'm Dot, the cute one. No! I'm cute! I'm cute. I'm cute as well. No, I'm the cutest. I'm the cutest. Calm down, people. Let's vote. Whoever thinks she's the cutest, raise their hands. Vote for me. Vote for me. Ah! Isn't democracy wonderful? And then Dot takes over the castle with the prince and has him moving over, you know, all the furniture around. And uh, she has him set this big dresser in front of the mirror just as he's about to tell her that the Olsen twins are cuter than she is. <laughs> yeah, so we had to squeeze in a, a Olsen twins reference right at the end. <laughs> From the sky to the sea, to each land touched by winds, there are new reigning cuties named the Olsen twins. <laughs> The cartoon has a, a few uh, pop cultural references in it. I mean, the mirror right there was kind of a, I believe that was Maurice LaMarche uh, doing a, a Walter Cronkite impression. And, of course, it there's Robin Leach kind of a voice doing the narration of this. Meanwhile, Dot wondered how long she'd have to endure this horrible torture. Actually, I was wondering how long I'd have to endure this horrible narrator. But he did the lifestyles of the rich and fabulous, or whatever, rich and famous. Rich and famous. Rich and famous, yes. And With champagne wishes and caviar dreams. He has the trappings of a rock star, the possessions of a mighty mogul, and the unique style of the one and only Randy Macho King Savage. Little did I know as I entered his secret kingdom that total obedience is demanded by the monarch who stuck raving bonkers. No, you ain't supposed to hit him. Unbelievable. Victory is in my grasp. He's not over yet. We are down to the final gate and I am in the lead. But in the crowned croquet caper, my opponent bent more than the rules. Relax, don't worry. Just like because you're going against the macho king, doesn't Come on. Too bad, unbelievable. Oh. You ran right there. That's where some people make it and other people's don't. That's why I live in the kingdom of the madness. You're just visiting. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, you know, there's there's a few other things. I mean, obviously, they're going to Hearts of Twilight, like you mentioned, Kelly. Um, but really, that's 
pretty much it than the re- cultural references. I guess there's, a, you know, the same thing that happens. The queen dies in a similar way in both uh, this version and in the Disney version. She goes off a cliff. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, that's pretty much it. So let's just talk about our favorite moments. Uh, Nathan, uh, what were some of your favorite moments in this cartoon? Uh, I liked at the beginning when they're singing a song and it's the theme song and Dot is kidnapped for the theme song and it's just kind of cute, I guess. It's time for Animaniacs and we're zany to the max. So just sit back and relax. Caught! Caught! What? Hey, where's Dot? Well, that's just it. She she was nabbed by two dwarves. (gasps) Two dwarves? That's shocking. Well, this is a fabulously cheap cartoon. And we've had that one other time where they have to sing the theme song every time, I guess. And right. Uh, they have all the characters come in just for the theme song. and then <laughs> Super strong Warner siblings, I think, right? Is that mm-hmm. when they did it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to, so this is what happens, everybody. We, you know, in case you hadn't wondered, they have to do the theme song each time <laughs> live yeah. for each episode. It's crazy. <laughs> Although I don't know why they did this one twice this time, it's kind of weird. Oh, I yeah, it's a story of how they maybe, did it live one time. Maybe they were trying to set it up for next week, you know. I, the, maybe you have to get, you know, I have to pre-record some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good one for this week. Now let's do next week. Oh man, let's you know, sell some time. It's all about you know time management, saving money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Kelly, what were some things that you liked about this cartoon? I like the hard Twilight reference. I thought you would like that. Uh, that, that as soon as that popped up, I'm like, "Oh, Kelly's going to like this part." <laughs> <laughs> now, did it work as well in this one for you, or was it just kind of like, "Oh, yeah, that's that's cute," but I don't like it as much? Well, yeah, I didn't like it as much because it it really fit in with the episode um, Heart of Twilight, mm-hmm. and here it was just an obvious you know, callback to that. Um, so it was funny because you knew what they were doing, but it wasn't new. Right. Original. So, uh, so there's that, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Dennis Hopper's, uh, whatever that guard is, his, his character, his animation did look a little weird in this one though. You know, like his, the way his mouth kind of looked sometimes it just kind of threw me off. Like, Ooh, that kind of looks weird. And, so I didn't really like how he's his his face kind of changed from time to time, uh, but overall, I mean, there was some there were some good lines. Now, some people think that this episode, this first segment, is a little too weird, and I've seen it on both the the blog Hello Nice Warners, and then of course on the uh, the Please 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 Get a Life <laughs> um, original commentary. I guess you could say back in the '90s, people were saying this feels too too weird like the 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 narration and talking to the narrator and everything feels like an episode of freakazoid and they're saying it like it's a bad thing which i don't think episodes of freakazoid <laughs> is like well, what's wrong with that uh but is this episode just a little too like weird for animaniacs is this i think it was different but was it too weird what do you what do you think nathan uh, i mean i didn't i didn't mind the weirdness um but i like freakazoid so i don't know um i mean i I, it was I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. What do, you- <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Kelly? Was this a little weirder than usual, or was this okay? Was this, I don't know. 
It did seem a little weirder than normal, you know, I, I, I guess because a lot less emphasis was actually placed on the Warner siblings. Mm. And um, Snow White seemed to be really kind of the main character in a way. Yeah, it was really mm. Snow White and Dot, really. And, uh, the you know, Yakko and Wacko are there to tag along. Um there's some great moments though with Dot and the and Snow White, who's really, I mean, gosh, she acts just evil in this one, doesn't she? I mean, she mm-hmm. just takes over and she's ready to be the new evil queen. Uh, but that moment where <laughs> Dot is is putting little, uh, sl- you know, little slashes of how many you would think how many days she's been locked in the tower, and then it turns out that she's just trying to decorate the place with little slashes, and she has little curtains that match. What are you doing? a nice textured look, don't you think? I've got matching drapes and a throw rug. I thought that was pretty cute. <laughs> uh, but Yakko and Wacko, I did like their little their plan. Was it something? And then it turns into the whole channel joke. Hold it right there. Told you we had a plan. We plan to build a tunnel under the English Channel connecting Britain to France. Ha! It's already been done. It's called the Channel. Channel? That's a weird name. Sounds like a chocolate bar. Hey, who wants a channel? I do, I do. We were going to call it Mr. Timmy's Big Underwater Tube. I thought that was, you know, just so silly and stupid, and it made <laughs> me laugh. Um, but, uh, you know, again, to me, it, it felt silly, but not necessarily sillier than a lot of Animaniacs episodes that we've seen. I mean, there's talking to the screen, or, you know, breaking the fourth wall and, and all that jazz it did feel though a little darker than usual um mm, yeah which they killed two people <laughs> yeah yeah threw one off a br- one threw one off a cliff into the water we did see a splash but snow white you do hear a chomp from that sea serpent or crocodile or whatever that thing is mm-hmm. at the very end so it did get a little bit dark um like even when they're going to f- the queen goes to snow white and says you know here's this apple and a hamburger burger there was an open plot with Snow White's name on it, ready to be so they could dump her body in there. So it's, but it's a grim fairy tale, right? I mean, those were those were dark. Um, I think Snow White's skin was too tan in this. Her skin's supposed to be white as snow, right? Yeah. So I'm should sorry. be the same shade as Dot. Like. <laughs> Good point. Well, <laughs> they should have finally done it right. D- Disney never did it right. Right? Oh, oh well. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, does anyone have anything else to say about this first segment, or should we move on? Um, Dot used her cuteness, but only got out a minute sooner than she would have. Oh. I timed it. Oh, really? 40 sec- 41 seconds until she got out. She was only going to be there for 101 seconds, so it just saved her a minute. Like, whoa. <laughs> well, the queen, the queen, and Dot were both very impatient. <laughs> I say the queen; it's Snow White. She's a new queen. Whatever, she's taking over the throne. This way to commercials. Hey, it wasn't my idea. 
Greetings, Persons Perusing Podcast. Are you looking for something a little different for your Star Wars-themed shows? Then join millions of others who now proudly call themselves scoundrels. I don't think it's millions, Taxes. It has to be close by now. After all the word of mouth and interwebs, nothing exists in a vacuum, Dennis. Space does. I'm not sure what this space vacuum you're talking about is. Never mind. So if you're looking for a unique show for news, hot space opinions, unique discussion points with our hypotheticals, or Taxes' musings with Saber Clash, and tune into Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels with me, Dennis Keithley. Me, Jay Krebs. And me, your humble little Dark Lord of the Shtick, Darth Taxus. From failed bits to musical guests to dancing Wookiees, you never know who might drop by. You really never do. So start your engines, fire up your Sabres, hold on tight, and join us. For Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels. Part of the RetroZap Podcast Network. The kids of the 70s and 80s are all grown up, but the good times of childhood don't have to end. Our generation can share the fun and fandom of our youth with the next generation and bring the past into the future. And wrap it all up to make a fantastic present. Join Jedi Schwa and Shaz Bazaar every Monday morning to get your work week started by reminiscing about the past and exploring the future with your earbuds on Techno Retro Dads. So find us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, or on RetroZap.com. Part of the RetroZap Network. Hey, this is Tom Ruger, and you're listening to the Cast. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment, and it is called Acquaintances. And Acquaintances was written by the writing comedy duo of Gordon Bresek and Charles M. Howell IV, who has been on the show. Charles M. Howell IV, by the way should listen to his interview we did with him a while back. He's a really nice, awesome guy. And it was directed by Adu Payton, which coincidentally was also on the show relatively recently. (laughs) So you should listen to that episode too, because he's also an awesome guy. Well, Nathan, tell us what happens here in Acquaintances. All right. Well, the Warners are coming in from Russia, I guess. They're arriving at Ellis Island. And they are giving their names, and they're very long names. Um, so the guy there says, your names are Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. So there we go. It's just like Solo. That's how they got their names. <laughs> it's important. Names? I'm Yakonowski. I'm Wackerotti. And I'm cute. Dutinovich. We're the Warner Van Vonovich Dobro Rubenchik's Five Brothers. Too long. Yakko, Wacko, Dot. Next. Anyways, we move on. Uh, they're now, uh, they get kicked away from the Statue of Liberty, and they're on the docks, and like, hey, we need a place to stay. And like, hey, Yakko says, I know someone. Like, hey, I didn't know you had friends here. Like, well, they're more acquaintances. Hit the theme song to acquaintances, everyone. It's actually the kind of similar to the theme song to Friends, and all the cast of Friends is in the show called Acquaintances. Um, and that's where Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are going to stay with their new acquaintance friends. Um, I don't know how they know these people. They never say that. But anyways, they're moving in for a month, maybe a year. Uh, and they don't really do a lot. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's just do what we do every night. Try to take over the world? No, that's Pinky and the Brain. What do we do? Nothing. Monica goes to the fridge and they're like, oh, hello, skinny nurse. She's like, actually, I used to be fat. And then they start feeding her and then she gets fat through this whole episode. 
That's funny. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, Phoebe, she tries to sing a song and Dot smashes her guitar. And Joey is very handsome and Dot tells him that. And Chandler is being very sarcastic. And Ross is in love with Rachel. And I can't remember if Rachel has any character in this episode at all. Uh, and then they eventually say, like, hey, how can we... They, they, well, I guess the friends, we'll call them friends because it's easier they, they all get kicked out of yeah they get kicked out of their apartment and they can't come in until they do something and finally they do something which is just saying how are we supposed to get along with all these people and then cue the brady bunch theme song or a parody of it here's a story about a group of slackers who spend all day just slurping up caffeine till they meet the wacky warners who made their groovy sing the Warner Bunch, the Warner Bunch, and we call them the Warner Bunch. Then they get kicked out. Is basically <laughs> they finally get kicked out, kicked out. And then uh, now they wonder where should we go, and the answer is to Seinfeld show, and that's where they're at, and that's how it ends. They end I in guess. the coffee shop. Yeah. With uh, George it. and Elaine, no Kramer, no Kramer, just Jerry, George, and Elaine. Which, in retrospect, is probably for the best, <laughs> considering all the things <laughs> Kramer has done. And they knew they knew ahead they of time. knew ahead of time. We don't want Michael Richards in this. <laughs> yeah, what if he says something offensive someday? You know, well, you hadn't know. Seinfeld already been canceled by this point? Anyways, um, no, I don't think so. Maybe he had already had his rant. No, no, I think this was. I think Seinfeld went on. I remember. Uh, I, I think Seinfeld. I want to say it went on for till ninety eight, maybe. I think maybe right. I think I seem to remember being able, still watching it. That's what I, I think too, but I'm just going in my brain of let's see, freshman year in college, was I still watching Seinfeld? I believe I was. I know Friends was because that's how I kind of uh, I, I tricked my my wife to coming over to hang out with me when I was. Uh, at my house when we were starting dating because I was like, hey, I really like that. Sh- you like Friends? I like the show Friends. You should come <laughs> over and hang out. We'll watch the show and eat some dinner. And that's how. And then it turns out, I kept asking her, who's that guy? <laughs> that's Ross. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> who's that? Rachel. Oh, okay. Um, I, I only saw like the last two or maybe two seasons of Friends. <laughs> it was not- like the worst season. I know, uh- exactly. But I know those last two seasons. <laughs> Uh, Seinfeld ended in May 14th of 1998. So hey, we got yeah. a couple more. Just as so we are in the last season of Seinfeld, though, aren't we? Then mm-hmm. okay, yeah, okay. The the again the worst season of Seinfeld. <laughs> 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 Not a good season. Uh, well, anyway, so let's talk about this parody. I mean, this is the most direct parody that you're ever going to find uh, of of anything so far we've ever seen on Animaniacs. They don't even parody the. The names of the characters, they just call them Ross, Rachel, and everything. I guess partly this was because it was uh, Friends is, was produced by Warner Brothers. And Have you seen the video of the guy that, I guess, stole some beer and they got him on the security camera and everybody thinks he looks like David Schwimmer? I just saw it today, yes. <laughs> the David Schwimmer made a video? Yeah, the David Schwimmer video is hilarious. Oh, really? So, he just made it? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check it's that out. It's him, like, holding it. It's him basically reenacting the pictures. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and he looks exactly like the guy, like, in the picture. 
on the video. So he's wearing the same clothes and carrying, oh, like, wow. way too many beers. <laughs> Good for David Schwimmer having a sense of humor about that. <laughs> well, he has enough money. He can afford the, the quick uh, change of clothes and the beers right there. So I'm sure it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> Because by the end, I think what, weren't they getting paid like I don't know. I don't think they were getting paid a about mil- a million dollars an episode. Yeah, was it that much? Oh my gosh! Yeah. I was going to say it could have been a million an episode, but it was. Oh my gosh! Well, um, so yeah, they they kind of like make fun of well, just the the show itself, I suppose. What did the the characters on Friends do? I mean, I know that Chandler had a job every now and then, right? I mean, Joey was the actor. Mm-hmm. He was the only one that never really, he kind of rotated jobs. Monica was a cook, chef. Right. Okay, so they're doing things. Ross was an archaeologist. That's or no, I'm sorry, paleontologist. Yes, and he was, was a cool. professor too, I think, right? Yeah, I believe Yeah. Okay, so we're getting jobs for these guys. They're doing stuff. Okay, uh, Phoebe, of course, she sang in the in the coffee shop. And she was also um, a Seuss. Oh, that's right. Okay. So they're mm-hmm. doing stuff. Yeah, they all have jobs at times. They're all yeah. Chandler had a few probably... different jobs, I think. Um, I mean, well, no one it... was ever clear on what his job was. His job was a statistical analysis and data reconfiguration, or something. Really? That was his. It was an IT procurement. Oh, which reminds <laughs> me, have you ever seen that that great <laughs> video from the the late nineties uh, with? I think it was. Uh, Jennifer Aniston and oh god, who plays Chandler? I forget his, the actor's name. Uh, it's oh god, well it's Chandler and Rachel, <laughs> and they're in a Windows like ninety five commercial, I believe it is. It's like this whole infomercial about Windows. It is so so bad. It's it's hilarious because it's like, what is this computer? What is the internet? It's like uh, it's it's ridiculously simple and. Uh, you, you can find it on YouTube. It's great. Okay, now let's load up the task bar. I'll show you what it does. Task bar? Is that anything like a Snickers bar? Does that have nougat? What is nougat? Does anybody know that? Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go to the fr- you can go to the WB tour uh, studio tour, and I guess they still have the uh, the Friends set set up, or at least a facsimile of it. And you could walk mm-hmm. around and you can like sit in the couch and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, they have the central perk or yeah. whatever. So we saw it when drink, it was still a coffee in, there. Yeah. We, well, we saw it when it was actively still being used as a TV set. I remember going on that tour in the nineties and going, Oh, that's cool. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, this is <laughs> the only thing, the biggest criticism I have of this isn't necessarily even necessarily the jokes, because I think the jokes are okay, uh, which really I was hoping they'd be a lot better, especially seeing that Gordon Bresick and Charles M. Howell were writing this one. I was like, oh, good, I really like these guys. But this episode wasn't as uh, as funny as I guess it could have been. Um, but the biggest criticism, criticism I have has nothing to do with the writing. It's actually of how Joey looked. He did, at least in my opinion, he did not look anything like Joey on Friends. Did you guys have that problem too? Or? At first I thought he was Chandler. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm like, who's that supposed to be? And they had everyone else pretty much down except for him. He just, I don't know. He's, he almost looked like Matthew Perry or something. I don't know. But uh, anyway, 
that was my only biggest criticism. But what are some of your favorite moments, uh, things that you thought were funny, or maybe things that you didn't think were funny? Uh, Kelly, what do you think? Well, when they did the beginning part, um, coming through Ellis Island, and they shortened their names, it reminded me of An American Tale, which is executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Ding, ding, ding. And, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, um, the Mouskowitzes get into America, and, like, Fievel says his name is Fievel, but they're like, no, we're going to call you Philly, and they change their names. Hmm. And then uh, they were trying to figure out somewhere to stay, and then they said, where in the world is Carmen San Diego staying? And she moves across the screen, and I like that because I love... I played the very first Carmen San Diego game on my computer and I loved it. And I learned so much about, uh, geography mm-hmm. and I watched the cartoon too. Oh. I never got into the game show. That oh, much. I love the game show. I was all about the game show. Love Carmen San Diego. <laughs> uh, Nathan, what about you? Um, well, I like friends, I think. No, uh- <laughs> Um, uh, well, uh, it just, it, I mean, it's there. Yeah. A lot of the jokes kind of fell flat. So, um, but there was a good feathers cameo. Uh, colored they were colored, colored incorrectly. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought the, the animation was pretty inconsistent on this episode. I mean, sometimes it was really fluid, like when they were doing the, the names on Ellis Island. But then other times the characters just looked off, like they the faces looked weird and, and things like that. So I don't know. This, this episode just seemed a little off like the animation or the, the drawing style. It's, it was there and it was like almost – it kept getting almost good. And then it stopped. You know, it was just short of being – really funny and i'm not exactly sure why but that's why because i don't write cartoons i don't know i just watch them and like them (laughs) i don't know how to write them um but yeah any uh any other thoughts before we move on to our last couple quick segments uh so are there actual names not yakko wacko and dot like is that Hmm. is that canon or i think this is this them playing a role again okay too many there's too many (laughs) There's too many. It'll hurt my head if I think about it. Oh, yeah. Were their parents pencils? (laughs) Were there? (laughs) No, we've already asked them the pencil joke. Yeah. And that was no. (laughs) They were, that was (laughs) a joke or that was them playing the role. So this, I think, fits into the same category of uh, they are just playing the role of some immigrants (laughs) going in. Uh, But yeah, that was probably my highlight of the, the whole episode, actually, was that portion. And then it turned into a friend's parody. I did like the the, yeah. the the parody of the theme song. I didn't like how it sounded, but I liked how it looked because it really nailed the look of the theme song. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the, the next part, which is a song written by John P. McCann. And it's called Here Comes Attila. And Here Comes Attila, like I just said, was written by John P. McCann, and it was directed by Adu Payden. And, uh, yeah, basically this is a song about Attila the Hun, and it's done to the tune of Get Out of the Way, Old Dan Tucker, which is a, you know, I guess you could say one of those old Americana standard songs, perhaps, that I am not familiar with, really. But (laughs) it talks about Attila and all the different things he did and how the... He took over stuff, and then he ate, I believe, what was it, two oxen? 
and then died, but then you would have too. <laughs> so it has lots of uh, Illa rhymes, uh, except he, his favorite ice cream was strawberry because it's not a perfect world. And that little joke kind of went over my head because uh, it was not, I'd never watched Magilla Gorilla really. <laughs> um, uh, but that's it. That was a, sh- it's a short song. What do you guys think about it? Yeah. The Attila um, song. I- I wish it was more educational, I guess. I don't know. I didn't feel like I learned a lot. Uh, the date, like 1441 is something, right? Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. I can't remember what years it even takes place. But, you know, they say a date, and they say that they fought France. But, like, I looked up. That's not how he died. Oh, he like, didn't? Yeah. Like, I just learned a fact that's not true. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, John McCann is a is a regular listener, so as far as we are concerned, Nathan, that's how he died. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I looked it up, and they don't really quite know how he died. Nope, nope. But John so McCann's the be. nope, nope. We're we're saying <laughs> that he died by eating the oxen. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. All right. It's I'm good. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When, a, when one of the writers listens to the show, and and <laughs> then I say, "Yep, everything they go, they do." That's exactly right. There we go. <laughs> That's how we die. <laughs> Put it in Wikipedia, folks. It's it's true. Um, <laughs> well, Kelly, what did you think about this song? I thought it was really catchy. And it was kind of interesting the way they got most of the words to rhyme except for strawberry. <laughs> Ironically, that's the one part that actually is the only part that I kept getting in my head all day. What's his favorite flavor was strawberry or whatever it is. Uh, just because it's so different from the rest of the song that it, that part got an earworm. It's definitely earwormy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a cute song and uh, perhaps not the most educational of all the songs we've heard on Animaniacs, but apparently it was written quite a bit before this actually premiered, probably around 1994. Uh, because at this point, John P. McCann was writing for Freakazoid. So, yeah, he, he they just kind of put this song on the shelf for a while and finally animated it. But, uh, yeah, that's Attila. Let's go ahead and move on to the last part right here, and this is Boo Wonder. And Boo Wonder was written by Marcus Williams... It was directed by Adu Payden and Charles Visser. And this is Batman, which I don't think they ever call him Batman on this, don't they? They don't just call him the Caped Crusader in this, but it's Batman. We all know it's Batman. And he's voiced by Adam West, which, of course, it's going to be Batman. Uh, but he has a sidekick, and, it, of course, the sidekick is... Uh, well, he's playing kind of a Robinish kind of character, but it's Chicken Boo. And everyone keeps telling the Cape Crusader that his sidekick is a chicken, and Batman, or I'm sorry, the Cape Crusader keeps telling him he's not a chicken. Glad you're here. Punchline is up to some funny business up in the TV studio. 
Don't worry, Commissioner. We'll take care of that fiendish villain. Right, old chum? <clears throat> Cape Crusader, the Boo Wonder is a chicken. A giant chicken. Don't be silly. He's not a chicken. He's just the strong, silent type. At the end, he whacks him on the back because of doing a good job and his mask falls off. And his hair, and his Burt Ward hair <laughs> kind of knocks off too to show that he is, in fact, a giant chicken. So they kick him so high, he makes a silhouette across the moon, much like the bat wing does in Tim Burton's Batman movie. And he makes a cool little chicken boo symbol, which is, I think that should be a shirt. I've seen some, I've seen like uh, some cool Animaniacs designs, but if there's any artists out there that want to make a chicken boo Batman uh, thing, we will totally put it on our tea public store. <laughs> so what did you guys think about this uh, boo wonder cartoon? Uh, Kelly, what did you, what do you think? I thought it was cute, and uh, I knew right away it was Adam West's voice, and that that was really neat. And um, so it certainly took me back to the old Batman TV show. I used to love watching that as a kid. I mean, it was just on all the time. It seems like, and I just love the you know every day. It was like you know same bat day, time, same bat channel, and being able to tune in the next day and uh, see the continuation of these corny stories. Of course, nothing comes close to Batman the Animated Series, but, you know, whatever. Mm. Nathan, what did you think about it? Well, I just, yeah, I, uh, Adam West really helps the cartoon. Like, if it if this cartoon didn't have Adam West as the voice of the Caped Crusader, um, it, it, I don't know how good it would be. You could um, put Kevin Conroy in and have, you know, that I would guess, be... But Adam West just has a funnier voice, like... I don't know. If I hear his voice, I smile, you know. Yeah, and this must have been one of his earlier. I mean, he did Mr. Yeah. Mayor on Family Guy for so many years, but I wonder if this is I mean, he didn't I don't think he did as much animation voice work back in the day. Yeah, no, he did one in on The Simpsons, I think before this. Oh, yeah, well, he was um, playing Adam West, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that like, was a very so memorable role. <laughs> he's yeah. doing the the uh, the bat tusi or whatever they call it, and he's they just slowly walk away from him. <gasps> the Batmobile. <gasps> Adam West. Hey kids, Batman. Dad, that's not the real Batman. Of course, I'm Batman. See, here's a picture of me with Robin. Who the hell's Robin? Oh, I guess you're only familiar with the new Batman movies. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> the only true Catwoman is Julie Newmar, Lee Merriweather, or Eartha Kitt. And I didn't need molded plastic to improve my physique. Pure West. And how come Batman doesn't dance anymore? Remember the bat to see? Nice meeting you. Just keep moving. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's why I just I really like him as a voice actor. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun and kind of doing a little different play on the boo where pretty much the only person that doesn't know that uh, Chicken Boo is a chicken is Adam West. So it's just kind of funny. Yeah. And they Silly. they had a, I guess they had some other references here to like she's the sheriff, I believe, in this. 
uh, which I'd never seen, but I guess Suzanne Summers was in that. Um, yeah. Any any familiarity with that show at all, Kelly? Um, no. Yeah. I mean, I know who Suzanne Summers is, but yeah. Die Master. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, at first, she's the sheriff. I think the only time I ever heard that it was probably a Mystery Science Theater episodes <laughs> when they would talk about that. Uh, Punchline is the main villain in this, who's kind of a weird... Uh, balance between the Riddler and the Joker. He has big punching gloves on his fists, you know, so that's kind of cool and and all. But he sounds very much like a Jim Carrey-esque, almost Joker-esque kind of uh, voice. So, Okay, Punchline, you've told your last joke. Yes, Cape Crusader, quite right. For years, no one has taken me seriously. But now, I will prove to all of Flotsam that I am a force to be reckoned with. I will reveal the deep, dark secret of the dynamic duo. The Boo Wonder is a chicken! <laughs> I did like the the villain and the design of this and everything like that. It's... I, it's one of the, you know, maybe not the best chicken boo they we've seen, but it's definitely one of the better ones. I think it's it was a different kind of concept, so I liked it. It's that time again. <laughs> it's time to get to our water tower rating. But before we do, I think we should share uh, some thoughts from one of our listeners, and this is from William. And William shared his thoughts over on our Discord channel. And uh, you can join us, uh, our discussion about Animaniacs and various other things as well, by going to discord.animaniacast.com. And that will bring you into the Discord channel where you can talk to us and also other RetroZap podcast hosts and writers. And, you know, there's just conversations going on in all different types of uh, things. And I usually try to pull Nathan into some of them. I just talk. <laughs> pulled Nathan into a discussion about Aquaman the other day because I know he saw the movie ahead of everybody. But that's a, hey, that's a secret. That's a secret. Don't (laughs) tell anybody that he saw Aquaman, but he saw Aquaman. Yeah. But you can't talk about it, but you saw it. I can't talk about it. I can't say anything. I can't confirm or deny that I saw it. Yes. So I'm sorry. So Nathan maybe saw it? I don't know. Maybe he's... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he lied to us. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, whatever, Nathan. Let's go ahead and get to (laughs) William's thoughts about today's episode, and then we'll get to our Water Tower rating. So he says, I don't think this was a very good short, meaning cute first, ask questions later. I don't think this was a a very good short, and the same could be said about acquaintances. Dot's line about the narrator was funny, but other than that, that's it. Not much made me laugh from that bad narrator to the fact that they brought back the Dennis Hopper joke again, which doesn't need to be here, and the feeling of blandness throughout the short. I think this does show that Animaniacs was really declining, because I'm not laughing as much as I did with seasons one and the first half of season three. Oh, well, you know, there's a little bit (laughs) to that, I guess. You know, Tom, uh, in our last discussion of episode 92, we're going to have Tom Ruger on, uh, in the next, I would hope, few weeks. And uh, one of the things he is going to talk to us about is uh, episode 92. And he wrote and rewrote a lot of that episode. And in his little 
quick email to us did say that he thought it was the last really solid episode of Animaniacs. And I'm paraphrasing that, so that's not exactly what he said. But uh, he thought that that was like really, you know, all in all, from start to finish, one of the last really good ones. So, yeah, maybe William's right. Maybe this is a little bit of a decline. We'll, we're going to see. But uh, before we go to all that, let's go to what we thought. <laughs> Kelly, let's start with you. What did you think about today's episode? How many water towers would you give today's episode? I'd give it uh, four because the, I thought all the segments were pretty interesting. We had a catchy song. Um, we had a Heart of Twilight reference. No Spielberg reference. So, um, Although you could say American Tale sort of is kind oh, of yeah. right sort of well yeah of. and we did have carmen san diego so <laughs> i mean at, le- at least it made me think of an american tale yeah so there's that and um so i yeah i thought it was it was all pretty strong all right nathan what do you think mm, uh i think i'll go i'll, I'll just get, mm, yeah i'll just stick with it. i'm gonna say two and a half Ooh. um i don't know i i kind of felt like the first two segments were a little slow and then the song didn't learn anything really i just really like that uh chicken boo one that's all i really liked in this <laughs> segment this, i really like that one i think that was worth seeing and everything else i'd probably just skip over next time oh well i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna go sort of kind of in the middle of of you guys i'm gonna give it a three uh just because i i think i mean i like the song i like the chicken boo the acquaintances was okay, uh, and then the first segment, the the other one was still okay. It was it was just kind of okay. It was just in the middle for me. wasn't wasn't bad in my opinion or anything. It was just like eh, it was okay. <laughs> How many times could I use the word okay? The, the word okay in a sentence or the acronym, whatever you're gonna say. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and uh, move on to our poll results because uh. A little while ago, we had uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a question for our audience, and we were asking them about the best Mindy and Buttons poll, or the best Mindy and Buttons cartoon, I should say. The question posed to the audience was, which of these is the best Mindy and Buttons cartoon? And the choices were, in third place with 18%, Buttons in Owls. In second place was Mindy in Wonderland, but the winner of this poll was Night of the Living Buttons with 44%. And, uh, well, what do you guys think? Which of those three was your favorite? Uh, Kelly, what do you think? I like Mindy in Wonderland. Or, I'm sorry, Button in Wonderland. Or Mindy in Wonderland. You're right the first time. Mindy in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, well, because of Wonderland and there was a tea party. There you go. That's a good enough reason for me. Nathan, what do you think? I voted for Night of the Living Buttons because there was a Michael Jackson reference. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> I'm going to go for Night of the Living Buttons as well, just because, uh, well, it's close to Halloween when we're recording this. And uh, it was a different kind of cartoon from the typical Mindy and Buttons. And, uh, yeah, I did like that thriller thing. I thought that was a, a nice little twist at the end. And apparently... 
buttons just stayed a zombie at the end? Who knows? <laughs> we never found out. <laughs> never found out how he stopped being a zombie. Well, let's go ahead and get to our poll for this week. So, Nathan, what do we got? Uh, so there's going to be a reboot of Animaniacs. What? Uh, I don't, yeah. Uh, and so the question is, is that good? No. No. <laughs> is that good? <laughs> Uh, no, the question is, uh, what other Tom Ruger-created show would we like to see a re- reboot of? Uh, and the choices are Tiny Toons, Freakazoid, Road Rovers, or Hysteria. There you go. Those are some good cartoons. Now, some of them mm-hmm. we haven't had less experience with. I mean, Hysteria and uh, Road Rovers I had very little experience with. I know uh, I have seen more of Hysteria, though, recently, and I really especially as a social studies teacher, I was like, oh man, I wish I could have shown a lot of these episodes for my kids because a lot of them are really funny and they give out some good facts about the uh, the issue that they're, they're, at least the topic they're going over. But what do you folks think? Make your voice heard. Go to twitter.com slash Animaniacast or just go ahead and search for hashtag Animaniacast poll and find that poll and let us know. What would you see, like to see a reboot of? I think a lot of people are going to be voting for either Tiny Toons or Freakazoid. Yeah, so, that'd be my guess. Are, yeah. are we assuming Tom Ruger is part of the reboot of this? Absolutely. In fact, we should call this a Ruger boot or something instead of a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, of course, of course, considering, you know, with Tom Ruger's involvement, which of these, we should add that. We'll add that into uh, the thing. With Tom Ruger's sure. involvement, which of these would you like <laughs> to see a reboot of? Let's get a reboot right. Let's yes. get it right this time. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people get in contact with you online? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, JangoFT. That's me. All right. And Kelly, what about you? <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Yoda Princess, Y O D A P R N C S S. Or you can email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And as for us on the Animaniacast, you can see us on Facebook, on Twitter. A little bit on Reddit. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, you can also s- send us an email, uh, animaniacast at retrozap.com. And, hey, speaking of retrozap.com, we're a proud member of the RetroZap podcast community, and we'd love for you to check out retrozap.com and all the other podcasts as well. They're covering all different si- types of pop culture, whether it is video games, movies, Star Wars, uh game of thrones uh you know just retro stuff in general it's all there head over to retrozap.com you can subscribe to the retrozap feed and you can get all of those different podcasts delivered straight to your device including this one well that'll do it for today's episode so for nathan and kelly this is joey saying good night everybody good night everybody good night everybody This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Don't try being this cute at home. I'm a trained professional.